Good evening, and welcome to another Horrific Review. I'm joined once again by Steve as we continue our look into the Amicus series of anthology films. Tonight we're looking at The Vault of Horror. Released in 1973, the story follows a group of five strangers who find themselves together in a lift. They are brought to a strange room with no way to return. Deciding to make the best of the situation, they gather and recount the series of strange dreams that they're all been experiencing. Yeah, that's the premise, and I think that's about as much sense as this is going to make. <laughs> Yeah, um, um, an interesting I, one. That's it's a shame because I do love these um, films with you know little stories in them, uh, mm. Tales of the Crypt and, and various other ones that have come out. And it's just a shame that this one d- probably didn't live up to the, the you know the remit of what it was trying to achieve. Yeah. Now these uh, were all directly adapted from Tales of the Crypt comic. You know the original comic yeah. that the show was born from in the when the eighties that came out. So this is like the first attempt to yeah. translate that material. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, suspend shock, suspend stories. Yeah, one of the stories. So these were the comics. I'd love to get hold of those again. Yeah, and um, I've been uh, looking for horror comics, and um, there's nothing out there really. I I remember in Plymouth there used to be a, a comic shop up in the old Drake Circus. Um, thing and you could get anything in there you know and if you couldn't get it he'd try and get it for you um but that when they knocked down the, the old drake circus to build the new one he didn't come back so it's a shame really but um yeah i mean these these adaptations are, are usually quite good but um um i was worried about this one from the start um you know um when the the lift takes all five blokes down to the bottom and suddenly it turns into four blokes, and then the next uh, panning comes around, and there's one bloke in the doorway of the lift um, that had just closed, and and then they all sit around the table, and then they pan from the top, and they're all sat in different positions there they were when they, they were, went around. The, and I was yeah, going, it was a mess. Um, even at the start, yeah. like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah I, I was just looking at this from a storytelling perspective, as usual, and... Um, like, I don't know, five strangers that just automatically open up to each other. Oh, let me tell you my deepest, darkest fears, Mr. Stranger I've just met in the lift. Um, mm. Not very British, is it? <laughs> no, but then if you're caught, if you're sent down to somewhere like that vault, you know, you wouldn't sit there and go, oh, no, we'll ever sit down and have a drink. You'd say, hey, I've got to get to work here. Let's try and get in this in this yeah. lift. And, you know, it just, it just sort of went, oh, yeah. Oh look, drink! I know we'll all sit down and have a drink. So, yeah. I mean, you did get the gist of it come the end, but um, um, you know, it's, um, at the start it just confuses you because you're like, yeah, that's um, if this is a club or a bar, you wouldn't just walk in. At the no. like, I've been in many um, social clubs, etc., and the bar <laughs> tenders haven't been around. You just don't reach over and start helping yourself with the pumps. <laughs> it's no, you know, true. I mean, that's the uh, just going to lead to disaster. Um. I think as well, because of the whole premise of this series, or this this uh, anthology, they're trying to make them all out to be bad people, so automatically their behaviour is just over the top. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is this like I'm trying to be... I know the Americans, like the New York Times and stuff, absolutely panned this. I mean, they were insulted yeah. by the existence of this anthology, which is um, a bit strange, the reaction. But... Um, Variety as well, and other publications at the time just went mad. 
as yeah. if how dare you make this anthology so badly or what I I don't know what the I don't get that reaction to it. It was a bit yeah. strange. Because I, I don't think if, you you know if you noticed, but um in their dreams they were wearing the same clothes that they were wearing sitting in, in the table in, in the vault. But again, that could have been because you know, at the end, he was saying, "Oh, the, we got to go through this, this sort of rigmarole all every time," because they were. Um, I took it that they were ghosts, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, but so that could have been why they were. But I don't know. You know, if if it was in their dreams, did they actually do it? But and that's it, where if, I was forgiving. I'll be honest. Um, because of the premise, so you've got five people, they're in a uh, lift as if they're all in a. Apparently, this is filled in a bank building. Yeah. So they use that, but as if they're in a you know, high rise, going to different departments, they don't know each other, they don't work together. So it's mm -hmm. that they're you know, sharing various floors. So they've nothing in common. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, who pressed. Uh, what was it underground one or something you know who pressed that not me not me sub, sub basement wasn't it? sub basement yeah something like that um kind of get you know kind of get that and then put it put together but yeah the just the way to go oh right we're here now well we'll just have a drink yeah nine o'clock in the morning sure that's what you do um i yeah. know there's uh another stereotypes of bankers and you know the central London yuppie types and all, but this was in the seventies, and um, mm. yeah, God, if you, I hate the way TV do that. What was the worst? The worst thing was Peaky Blinders. You know, way yeah. every three seconds they're they're knocking things. They'd be sozzled, like the <laughs> would actually smell. You know, what I mean the 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 way they portray drinking at times, yeah. in, uh, TV and film, you'd be actually coming out of your pores. I mean, you'd be, um. You wouldn't be compass mantis. No, no, that's um, right. Actually, there's another example, James Bond. When you actually take Ian Fleming's books, and yeah. there was a study done of how much he drunk, you know, throughout the books. Yeah, he never and this isn't the times in between. He was effectively a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. And he wouldn't have he wouldn't be a spy for a start, because he you know, and he wouldn't be beating women because nothing would work. Because <laughs> at that, you know, when they calculated out that level of um, alcohol abuse because that's all it is. It's not even indulging if you're taking that much all the time. You're yeah. you're a shell of a person. So this this whole thing, um, like oh, nine o'clock in the morning, like you can have a you can have an entire bar, yeah, nine o'clock in the morning, and you that's the last thing you're thinking of unless <laughs> you've got a problem. Yeah, especially um, if they were sort of on their way to work. Why yeah, would you? Wouldn't well, even. I don't know, I'll have a drink instead of trying to get to Yeah, not freaking out or worrying about uh contacting the office or just no okay, well we'll just sit down. Here. So it's a, it starts off strangely and you're like, Well, something's not right here. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it was done deliberately or laziness? Yeah, um I'm just because I do get a whole sort of thrown together um feel for this uh anthology yeah yeah i, I think it, it could have been a good thing and um, you know uh 
five blokes stuck in a lift going down to a room. Um, if it was done today, it would have all the the features of a M Night Shyamalan film, wouldn't it? Oh God, Granny Boss <laughs> again. stuck in a lift, um, and uh, yeah. But I couldn't um, even bring myself to remotely watch that one come out. What was it? The four four people knocking a door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> one look at the trailer. I'm like, nah. Can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, um, like I said, these five people turned into four, and then the shot come from above, and suddenly one of the blokes who was in the original four was in the, the doorway of the lift that had closed. Um, and then they all went to sit down, panned from above, and then when they sat down, panned from the side, they all sat down in different positions to what they, the pan from above was. I was thinking, what the hell is happening here? Um, yeah, but, uh, so that was the start of it. Um, yeah, you, you need your room for a good time. It didn't impress me. <laughs> um, you know what I'm like for noticing things, but... Um, yeah, and that's not that's not budget. You know why studios whine about budget, and that's why I keep bringing it up. Yeah, especially today they keep whining. We don't have enough budget. Don't have enough budget. Um, make a TV show. Oh, we don't have enough budget. Um, who do you call them two idiots? The uh, Dan and Dave, mm. the ones that made Game of Thrones. Yeah, and every interview. Oh, we don't have enough money. We don't have enough money. And yeah. that was the most successful show up till season five, I think. You know, I mean, they couldn't do better. They couldn't ask for more, and they're still whining. And that's when I knew it was going to fall. You know, because mm. every interview is just the same crap, and there were sacrifices. Story, but things like that don't require budget. They just require attention to detail. That doesn't cost money. No, that just costs not being an idiot. Mm. And, you, you know, if you notice the films we've talked of before, and there's been mistakes. And they've been laughable mistakes. And we, we say because, oh, because it was back in the 70s and 80s, no one cared about them. But I think this this was one that I'd care about. Yeah, uh, and that's why, uh, remember I have said to you before, if it's good, if it's a good film, you're enjoying yeah. yourself, you don't care about the mistakes. Uh-huh. When it's a bad film and you're not having a good time, then you start yeah. nitpicking. Yeah. And that's what happens. Um, you just... Uh, you start looking at things and you're like going, I'm not enjoying this. Uh, what's, you know, why am I not enjoying it? What was the, did you get the budget on it? No, um, that's, cause that's actually one of my first things was, was this released for TV? Because the only release, the budget and talk about the returns when it's for the cinema. Hmm. Yeah. Which is, uh, annoying. Surprisingly, it was the only Amicus production that didn't contain Peter Cushing. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which I think, probably with his star quality, it, it could have changed it a bit because it would have made it more haunting, wouldn't it? He, he, he's got this like haunting feel. But oh, yeah. He's, oh, he, um, he plays his roles DRT, no doubt about yeah. it. But I don't know how he could have fitted into this. Um. You he could have been the bartender. Do you know what? Yeah, that would have if been. If a... Peter Cushing was the bartender, yeah, and he had, he had said that he could have been. Well, tell me about your dream then, or something like that. And then, yeah. 
at the, the end, catalyst. At the end, he was the one who said, "All oh, these people, um, you know, and everything. We they've got to do this every every night, you know." Yeah, and done his monologue at the end. Um, like he did with that film, um, the one about the antique Barbie shop from Beyond the Grave. Beyond the Grave. Yeah. He, at the end, it was just like, "Oh my God, that's Peter Cushing's role." Um, and I think uh, if he hadn't been in this, it would have would have been a lot better than it was. That's yeah. what it's missing, isn't it? It's it yeah. needed the. So if Peter, let's let's uh, this, this is an expensive um, fix, by the way, because obviously the hierarchy Peter Cushing. But if he's been in every one, why not this one? Yeah. But if it had to come down and um, he had been ten in the bar, yeah, and he had been like, oh, I wasn't expecting guests so early. Please have yeah. a seat. Oh, right. And then he pretended the thing wasn't working. Oh, yeah. looks like we're stuck here for a while. Have a drink. Yeah. And it, it, it then start opening up to him, and he's the catalyst. It would have brought the whole thing of the Barbie in there. Yeah. To, to some sense. Because uh, he, he'd just be perfect to welcome him in. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we've seen him play the shopkeeper. We've seen him playing various roles, even in uh, Hammer House of Horror when he played the pet shop owner. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, he can. He doesn't have to always play the gentleman, you know, and that's that's the versatility of him. Mm, yeah. So he would happily, he would easily play a barman, and he would easily change it to a working class accent. He would easily be that affable, you know. He, he yeah. he's one of the you know few great actors, you know, could yeah. drop and change like that. Yeah, but that would have yeah that would have solved the whole thing, even if not Peter Cushing. Someone you you needed. A story driver. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't just put five blokes together who didn't know each other and say, hey, right, let's tell each other some, you know, our, our dreams. deepest, darkest fears. You know, it's not even, like, random curiosities. It's like, this thing's been haunting me. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to open up these four strangers. No. Mm. But um, what did you think the two... Or the one best story was out of the five? Uh, mine was uh, This Trick Will Kill You. Which one was? Oh, the was um, the one set in India with the magicians? Rope. One with the rope. Yeah. yeah, with the Indian rope trick. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, um, I quite like the uh, the last one with the paintings. Oh, drawn and quartered with uh, Tom Baker? Yeah, I, I did like that. But um, He's like yeah. a... Um, I suppose we'll go through them one by one. So... Yeah. The setup is they're all they go down to the spot and they find themselves in a, a strange club that looks like um looks like a sacrificial chamber to be honest. <laughs> so very strange. And for hell, it's actually not a very good hell, to be <laughs> honest. Oh, I'll just recount my I'll sit down here with a little uh stifter and I'll just recount my story and then go back to sleep and do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's it. So everyone goes into the dream state. So we've got the first one's called Midnight Mess. Mm. Um, I'm gonna start off with Harold, and oh my god, he he is uh like, Wah! you know, <laughs> Dick Dastardly, <laughs> British yeah. Dick Dastardly. You know, he, he couldn't be any more obvious. Yeah, and he kills the guy who he hired to yeah to find out where his sister was. And you're like someone like that. That's that's what I don't get. So he hires a private investigator. Yeah. And we don't. We thought uh, it looks as if he's searching for his ex-wife or something. But he, you know, he's ha- turned out he's looking for his sister. Yeah. Um. This bloke's dodgy anyway. You can tell he's, he's that sort of you know, bit of woo, bit of wah type person. Yeah. 
So someone like that would have backup plans because they're used to being in situations where they could be betrayed. Mm. So that's a bit stupid for a start. Secondly, why does he have to worry? If he's hired someone like that, that's how that's their reputation. Yeah. So if they're gonna tell on their employers, they've, they've effectively screwed themselves, haven't they? Yeah. But so this hired, is someone who's used to doing dodgy things for nefarious people. If he's hired a hotel room, you know, and he kills someone, where's he? A, where's he put the body? If he leaves the body in there, surely if he's given the right name at the hotel, they're going to track him down anyway. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> believe it or not, crime still got investigated in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Without DNA evidence, you know, there were still there were th these things called policemen that actually policed. Yeah. Not what we got today, but um, but if, you know, they should have got Columbo on it because if he knew if he was oh, being he'd done room. it. <laughs> oh, that's actually what was a... It was you. <laughs> but uh, you kind of get that this. It's strange that this was put across as a movie. Yeah. Because this was just, this, to me, this is just like a TV serial. This could have been like something off, well, the TV series Hammer House of Horror, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it just it just felt like a few episodes. The one that had the theme tune. Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we covered that right at the start. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it could have just been that. I think it, it would have fitted better as a individual um sort of uh you know tv um yeah. episode and considering uh, the material it was adapted from that's um because i just finished uh season four there of creep show actually i don't know how to do a review of that or not yeah um because it's funny you know what i mean it's like but that's you get what you get some are some are good some are funny some are stinkers yeah. you know it's all but you're not really expecting much i think because of the setup with us um I'll be interested because in, we're we're doing it in reverse order. We're going back in time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting when we look at the earlier ones. Um, yeah. where, what was there an expectation? Well, yeah, we won't know until we've done the others. Yeah, um, but then again, you had from beyond the grave, didn't you? Mm -hmm. That was that came after, so that was good. Yeah, um, and that that was good. So yeah. Did, did they then think, oh, God, we've just released a bomber. Um, we've got to get back. better. And... Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I guess we'll find out when we look back. But, yeah, um, so you've got this guy. He's uh, he's hired someone to track down his sister and then immediately he's like, yep, I'm going to kill you. And the way he did it so easily, like this is, he is not a fighter. No. Like, he's a string bean. And this guy's rough and ready. And yet somehow he just... Takes him out with no problem, like like a skilled yeah. assassin. Yeah. But um, yeah. the other thing, he sticks a knife in her, doesn't he? And then in the yeah, end... but I mean, killing the killing the private investigator at the start. Oh yeah, it should yeah. not have been that easy. Just, why he could have just said, "Yeah, thanks. Here's the money. Bye." Um, there would have been no comebacks on him leaving, would it? Because. No. <laughs> He was a bit of a dodgy private investigator anyway. Exactly, you know, he so he had no skin in the game to tell on him. So what was the purpose of killing the private investigator? Well, I had to see how evil he was. Yeah. That's it. I just had to see that he was evil. But then, if you notice, he was in the bathroom and he had his shirt collars up and he put his tie on. And then when yeah. there was a knock on the door, suddenly his collars were down and his tie was on the bed. Yeah, I can get that myself. I'm like going, <laughs> I thought, hold on, <laughs> you put that tie on just now. <laughs> um, 
yeah. All very strange. But yeah, he goes to this um suppose out, out in the stick sort of village. Yeah. And the first thing he does is he finds the he finds a house, he rings a bell. Now he knows what he's there to do. Yeah. So why on earth would you go in a small town, you go to the local restaurant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. that's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll ring a bell. No one's home. Mm. Oh, look, a restaurant. Right across the street. I'll go and I'll make myself known. You'd go there um, if it was a cafe, wouldn't you? If it was just somewhere to get a drink and a biscuit, um, mm -hmm. piece of cake, you know, you, you'd go in, but you wouldn't go in and say, oh, I'm waiting for my sister. I know I'll have a five-course meal. <laughs> just, uh, you know. Yeah, because you're just making yourself noticeable, aren't you? You just yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, but I suppose the plot needed to happen. It's one of these things we needed to find out that oh, after dark, scary, where are we? Yeah, and uh, um, so when he's in the restaurant, been, it could have been anything really. Can you? That that was a bit suspenseful because uh, dark relates to vampires. It relates to werewolves. Yeah. Um, so the first time you look at it, I'm so, oh, something's going to happen here. Uh, some something to do with the dark. Um, That's what I thought immediately. Vampires are werewolves. It's one of the two. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it was a, turns out to be vampires. But I don't get why they didn't put a closed sign in the door. Like if they're not, these even restaurants aren't having any more customers. That put closed, <laughs> lock the door, then let customers out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did I thought that the the restaurant the first time we went in to the second time we went in. I, th I thought the second time the restaurant got bigger. Yeah, it looked like a bit different place. <laughs> yeah, something. Um, I would need to go back and do it again, but uh, yeah, it looked different. <laughs> and I, I I looked at the outside of the shop, uh, the restaurant, and I thought, how could something so small at the front be so big <laughs> on the second uh, time? Yeah. He's so big inside, you know. And if you notice when the vampires started coming towards him, at first you could only see like, um, you know, 10 at the most. And suddenly there was bloody loads of them, wasn't there? It's, it's you know. Um, <laughs> and you're yeah. just like, what is going on? But I don't think, uh, I think you're meant to switch off your logic centers. Yeah. Um, I think also the problem with this is it should have been a comedy. They all should have been comedies. Yeah. Yeah. But they're playing it straight, and they're trying to make it uh, scary. Even the music at the beginning, yeah, like drama music. <laughs> yeah, it was the old Amor House of Horror music. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but I thought, like you said, it should have been a comedy because you know when they had that um, thing in the side of his neck, and they were oh, pouring out. God, yeah, that I lost it. Instant comedy, can you? I lost it after that. Well, the fangs, even because um, oh, they were the kids' fangs, weren't they? They weren't even. They were. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> they're the sort of things that they, you know, the kids had used to have two lots and they should put them in. And, yeah. uh, they weren't even like you said. They weren't even that. They were just two pieces stuck on, really, on each one. Absolutely horrendous. But yeah, he's sitting having dinner. Uh, he goes in, like he go, he goes. He's told, right? No, go get yourself indoors because it's dark. Yeah. Fair enough. Then um, he goes in, he rings the bell, his sister answers. Hmm. And then we find out it's because their father's died and she's been left all the money hmm. while she's alive. Wow. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, you're 
and as the fact they're playing it straight, yeah, I think that's what messes with your head. But you're they're playing it straight. This should have been a straight out just laugh fest. It should have been just mm-hmm. embraced the ridiculousness of it. Because he he stabs her. Yeah. And then when she comes into the restaurant at the end, um, she obviously taken the knife out, but there was no hole in her dress. So. <laughs> well, Steve, if they can't even sit people properly at a table, <laughs> get that bit right, then yeah. are they going to get anything complicated fixed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, is, this is all the part-time students that made this. <laughs> <laughs> They were cutting back and stuff that week. The script so written on the back of a swan vestas box. Yeah, <laughs> right. Do it. Yeah, so um yeah. Uh, another thing I noticed in the film was at the, after killing her, he puts a red uh he puts his coat on, then puts a red flower in his lapel of his long coat. Because why would you when, do that? When he goes over the restaurant, it's on the lapel of his jacket under the long coat. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Just things that got um, are just absolutely ridiculous. But why would you take the floor in the first place? It makes no sense. No. If he's <laughs> right, if he's trying to get an inheritance, if that's supposedly the the story, then you've got to be as discreet as possible. And the last thing you want to do is give any evidence that you were there. Yeah. Because fingerprinting was still a thing, you know. Yeah. Um. He's like a serial killer. When he come down the, uh, from his sister's the first time when she wasn't home, and that bloke pops up, doesn't he? He says, "Oh, you better get in." There, you know, they come out at night. Well, he would have seen him coming down the steps. So, if if he was a a normal person, and the police said who killed this girl, um, he would have been a perfect witness. Yeah, and um, then in fact, he went to the restaurant. Yeah. In a small village where if you're a stranger, you're going to get noticed. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then he goes back because that's what you do. You see a bunch of people, you've just killed someone, you've got down the steps, and you see a bunch of people over there. You're like, I know, I'm going to go in with them because it annoyed me that they're closed the restaurant instead of, yeah, I just killed my sister. Um, I need to get out of Dodge and not be around here. So yeah. they can't get identified. But he didn't even get any blood on himself when he killed the his sister. No, and, no. Your, why would you? I mean, there's certain things you don't get blood spatter in there, but um, do you get it if you... I mean, he was quite close to her, wasn't he, when he'd done yeah. it? Yeah. So, you know, he should have gone into the restaurant and they should have gone, oh, you got blood on your shirt there, you know. And if they were vampires, they'd go, hmm, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sniff, sniff. Um, yeah, just the whole the whole premise. This is daft. I get the idea of a place where you don't go in at night and stuff. Maybe one, but the whole premise of this story is just like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we start getting served. You know, drink. I that's when you knew it was vampires before the revealed. Because yeah. yeah, blood red, bloody mary. All right, they're vampires. Okay, it's not werewolves. Then the but suit. Even that. Like, even that was a bit of comedy, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, don't like that sort of thing. And then they brings the soup over, and it looks like blood, doesn't it? It looks like, yeah. you know, and you, you think, hmm, what sort of soup is this? And then the guy comes over, doesn't he, and says, uh, how would you like your roasted blood clots, wouldn't it? 
Um, what? Clots. Blood clots. And that's when he suddenly realised that, uh, you know, what he was eating and everything was, was blood. But, uh, yeah. And then the, 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 the mirror just appears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you, you know, why don't you just kill him? <laughs> why don't you just get the vampires? And why pull back the, the curtains to reveal a huge mirror um, for him to see that there was, you know, there was no reflections from the mirror. I think it was more for us. It's more for the audience <laughs> than actual plot. Yeah, you could tell the story. You didn't need to be daft to tell the story by then, did you? Um, yeah. Um, I said, I, I'd need to read those comics again because I know they were, you know, very loose. Mm. But um, you could put a wee bit of effort in. Yeah. It's just very... Uh, <laughs> If you think Tales of the Crypt, they'd come to the end of the story and then it would turn into the cartoon bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, and Crypt Show does it as well. Yeah, um, but this just didn't, didn't hit it, you know. Yeah, that's a... Um, because of the material they're using, and then they try to do something different with the, the material and didn't stick with the theme. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just a mess. Um, I don't think... I don't think they knew what to do with it. Yeah. I think they needed to pick what is this going to be a comedy? Um, because it's not it's not gonna be horror, not with the material we'll have. It's not gonna be straight up horror, people at the edge of their seats. Yeah. So when it's not like that, you have to go the other route. You have to go comedy route. Yeah. I'm just looking at where and also why was he? I know he was evil, but at the same time, what happened to him? It wasn't to do with his for his actions, it was wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's his punishment so cut you know, for what he did didn't really fit. Because uh, they say afterwards, "Oh, that was your dream." Did you have, have you got a sister? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why would you? Hmm. And that's where the whole this is where the whole thing is just completely disjointed. Like, yeah. if you read that, you'd be scratching your head. You know, if somebody gave the script, yeah, and you read that, you'd be like, "This makes no sense." Which is probably why Peter Cushion. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was asked to be the barman. He's like, <laughs> no, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, that would ruin my career. <laughs> yeah, have standards. <laughs> and then we get on to the, I think the next one's the worst one of the lot, the neat job. Yeah. Just for its utter stupidity. Yeah. Um. So we'll go to Arthur and he has his dream. And you know something's wrong. Like, by the time I get to the second dream, I'm like, all right, okay, they're all dead or something like that. This is weird. Yeah, just yeah it sort of tells you the ending before they... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, by the time you get to the second one, like, oh, right, they're going to go do a round robin. And, oh, Tom Baker has to wait till the last because he's Tom Baker. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, a big... Okay. Uh, he, the biggest actor goes last. All right, okay, right. I'd already sort of switched off to be honest. Yeah. After the first one, um, and the fact that they're trying to play it straight and not be a comedy. Yeah. Then I'm I I kind of going through the motions after this. You know, typecasting. Don't you see Tom Baker and Doctor Who? <laughs> and uh, as this was my instant thing. Oh, it's Doctor Who. <laughs> um, Tom Baker. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I forget that he's done other things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got Arthur and he's just talking to somebody. Yeah, I've I've built my for I've built my money now, I've set my house up. What I need now is a wife to look after the place. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um let's move things round. You can't move things round, okay. Um, no conversation. You just, you just gets married the next week. Uh, yeah. What was it? Oh yeah, such and such. His daughter, you know, is looking to marry off his daughter. She's no talent, hasn't done anything, and I'm an obsessive neat freak. How is this going to work? <laughs> yeah, you would have thought there would have been a, a courting period. Oh, wouldn't shit, you? Doesn't sound like my marriages. Oh, <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like this one. It's a bit too close to home. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking exactly. Yeah. yeah. Be better just getting a housekeeper once a week. Well, that would have been easier, wouldn't it? Probably. Just... Yeah. Um, I just love the way that the description of this is he he uh, marries a young trophy wife. Yeah. And she wasn't that young. No. They gave the impression when the two guys were in the pub that she was a, a, a Barbie doll, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, oh, how did you get her? Oh, God, <laughs> she was roughly the same age, wasn't she? Um, that made no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they never had any form of conversation. They just get married and moved in. So no courtship, no... Um, this is my my home, how I run it, or okay, where's your space? You know, mm. none of that conversation happened. Yeah. And the, I think the comedy part was when he put on her knickers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but when you look, you you know, you, you'd have more than one pair of underpants, wouldn't you? And you'd, I mean, I'd go through mine, I'd think, oh, what, what one should I have today? You know, and you, you wouldn't go, oh, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I have a strict top yeah. to bottom. Yeah, because the problem with doing that is you end up wearing the same like three pairs, three or four pairs all the time, cycling through them by the time putting them in the wash. So I have yeah. this thing where when I do one, I have always two weeks worth of clothes. So by the time I do week one's wash, week one's wash goes in behind. Ah, uh, right. So I start the new layer. Same yeah. on the socks. But you would not look, would you? No, I was like even um, and I don't even switch on the light when I get up. Yeah. So even in the winter, because there's enough ambient light that when I'm in my bedroom and getting up, uh, plus switching on light makes you do that dazzle thing. So I, I operate, look, pick up, I know what I'm doing. Mm. Um, it's not as if I've been in my own all the time, so I have lived with people, I know the score. But then again, you have the conversation of, right, well, this is my side, so I'll have it all, you know, my stuff. Even sharing the closet, right, left uh, and right. That pair of knickers, surely you would have felt that it wasn't right. Yeah, even just the, the, the lacy and pink. I know it was done for comedy effect, but it's in quite elastic key, wasn't they? Around the, everywhere. Yeah. You know? You'd feel that straight away. Surely she she wasn't well, she might have been the same size, same waist, but yeah, and they were big. They were women's knickers, you know, yeah. back in the seventies where they're bloomers, yeah. Yeah. And he put them on. I mean, I, thought, I just laughed. I thought, oh, this is a bit of a comedy thing, that bit. But... I think that's the problem with us. They should have. They didn't lean into the comedy almost. It's almost like the the comedy's there, but they didn't know what to do with it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the when 
when she had her calamity of errors, wasn't it? When she firstly she she put her glass, didn't she, on on the table and it um, made a ring of water or something or whatever. And just got glass. Why didn't she just wipe it and hope that it didn't it didn't stain? Or if it did stain, um, you wouldn't have got rid of it that quick with a tin of polish. <laughs> you would have had to really shine it up and everything but um yeah um she knocks the polish over doesn't she and um, she moves the mat well he would have noticed that the mat was moved um <laughs> it just, it just got ridiculous yeah but even up he made um i can't remember he there's a dinner scene where he was going to cook for her mm. well i'm wrong there he didn't have any tomatoes did he oh that was it he went to the you know he went to the cupboard and she didn't mark off uh, or you had to remove a tick when you... Um, yeah, you take something out of the cupboard. And she didn't do it. Yeah. But um, then, if, if if I was his wife, I would have gone, hey, but you're off, you know. Um, <laughs> you, you want it ticked off, tick it off yourself. But um, also, who starts cooking without getting your ingredients? That's why it's called mise en place. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, you, you don't just... I, I, I think, oh, I think we'll blame TV chefs for this. People think that you just start taking the stuff and prepare while you're cooking. No, cooking's yeah. the last thing you do. You do all your preparation. You get your ingredients out. You know what yeah. you're going to make. Yeah. And it's... then you start... If I if I cook my lasagna, I, I always check I've got cheese, you know, a good good mince, low-fat mince. Um, I, I put uh, mushrooms in it. Um, tin of tomatoes, tomato puree, and but I make sure I've got it. And if if you haven't got it, you slice your mushrooms first. You have them on your dish. You have yeah. your onions. You have it all yeah. there ready. Um, but if you haven't got it, you you either think I've got to go to the shop, or, or do something else. Or you think I'll have to do something else and do the the lasagna tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, no. You, and TV shows weren't even a thing back then, so. He put the pasta on, didn't he? Yeah. And then tasted the pasta. Pasta's mm. the last thing you put on as well. Yeah, yeah, because it takes ten minutes. <laughs> um, I mean, because a good bolognese or a good sauce-based thing takes an hour to slow cook. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, so you would have all that bubbling away, and then the water's the last thing you put on. Yeah. Surely you would have. Add the bolognese as well, and he would have to use the tomatoes in the bolognese. Um, yeah, just in make uh, common sense, but then really. again, this is uh, must be everyone that watches these studios because honestly, I, I don't look too far, and they're all right here. That's why I don't hang about with anybody right here because they don't have common sense. No, mm. they're all friggin' um, says we think, we're like, uh. <laughs> I, I just can't. Um, yeah, there's no logic. I think that's the big thing. Just that's not even a budget thing again. That's just how do you not know? How does nobody not know how to do basic cooking? Yeah, in the seventies, so there's no um, there's no fast food, no that, no microwave meals. No, that seventies is when I learned to cook because my mum was a nurse, um, and we either had to cook. Or starve because it was no. Then we did have a fish and chip shop, but it was a two mile walk. Mm -hmm. And like you said, there was no McDonald's, no fast food outlets. 
and so you had to cook fresh or 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 starve so and my mum used to finish work and we used to make sure that we cooked her a meal you know um for when she got home from the hospital um so yeah that you you learn what to do and they should have had the thought mm, yeah bang this is what i've got to do but um yeah, cook the pasta before the meal was it filler were they just trying to fill up the the 20 minutes slot yeah with them doing something or was the director going mm, what can we do now i know you'll yeah. cook a meal uh, and then you'll shout at her <laughs> um yeah. I think you're trying to give it a, an impression that he's moved in and she's being abused and he's absolutely real on her. And this is every day, so that when she does make the ring on the yeah. it's coffee table, she's that frazzled. That, she... But she's also, at the same time, just arsing about. Record yeah. players on. She's yeah. just in a, in a, like, faffing about the place. Yeah. And but then she's... all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's coming home or something, you know. Yeah. She flipped quite easy, didn't she? Because there weren't many incidents that. Um, but are they trying to tell us that this was a low, over a longer period? You know, it's only got like a twenty-minute window. Yeah. Are they trying to give us a impression this has been going on for months? Yeah. But uh, yeah, she flipped quite easy. But uh, a claw hammer. Mm. Yeah, um, but the whole calamity, like his workshop. Yeah, the fact that she was able right. to destroy it. Yeah. Like that easily. This is somebody who would make sure that the plugs are in the wall and it's yeah. all, you know, that gets out the spirit level. Yeah. Um, That's a like, secure method, not only the wall plugs with the screws, he'd have like brackets on the side and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't be messing about. No. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she just went in, pulled the, all the nails down, didn't she? They all went all over the place. What? Anyone with a bit of sense would have gone, oh, damn. I'll get that jar. I oh, know. I'll get the nails back in. You wouldn't have gone. Oh, I'll have that jar as well. Oh, I've spilled that. Oh, I'll have that one then. And <laughs> and then the the thing fell down with all the Amazon. And um, like you said, it, it it would have been precise. All that. But, uh, yeah, it was just obviously trying to rush the end of the plot. And I I didn't get the part either. She would understand how to cut up a body because she was quite. That's a kind of, you know, and, and I'm talking body parts when it? it was like, I don't know, I'll cut out his liver and she put liver on the jar. Well, she didn't have the intelligence to find out what a liver was. I mean, she could have guessed the nose and the eyes, but that was about it. Yeah. Uh, but she, she, she went deep into body parts, didn't she? She had them all in jars. And yeah. And that's, once again, it's the, why? I think they were trying to make a comedy, but, um, not funny people were making no. a comedy. People with no actual sense of humor mm. were trying to make a comedy here. Yeah. It's like modern day comedy. Like most of them are miserable bastards and they don't actually make comedy. They make shouting pieces. Um, yeah. I think that's what it is. It's just they were trying to make a comedy and they just, no, between them all, they haven't got a, a humor on people in their body. Just, um, mm. But once again, ridiculous. Yeah. It was, it was one of those that you could have skipped through to right to the end of the sketch and and still got the, the premise of it. Really. Yeah. yeah. I, I said, it was my least favourite one out of a lot. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Yeah. 
But then we'll go back. Um, this one I enjoy because this, in terms of plot, actually made sense. Yeah, yeah. So this trick will kill you. This is where um, the two magicians, the magician and the sister, husband, my busy Paul Daniels and uh, what do you call her? Debbie McGee. Oh, Debbie McGee, yeah. Yeah, this is Paul Daniels and Debbie McGee can ignore this. <laughs> yeah. But don't you find that a real magician, wasn't it? And I don't know whether it's a code that was done after this sketch was um, actually made. You wouldn't sort of divulge another magician's tricks. Yeah, but that was the whole the reason of building up the magic circle. But magicians are arseholes. Yeah. They are notorious for being absolute. Like, they're like cats, you know, hissing at each other. Yeah. But that was the whole thing of, um, you know, the magic circle is the join. They, you only go so far. It's like the union, you know, the, they only go so far if they're not a magic circle member. And then it's all taken as pledge that you don't, like, that's one of the biggest no-nos is revealing trick. Do you remember, did you ever watch The Prestige? Yes, yes. I like that film. You know, I mean, that went into the lore of the mm. of magicians, yeah, and the the do's and the don'ts and the stepping in, and that's one thing you do not do. You do not try to embarrass other magicians other, yeah. on stage because that just starts a war. You know, what I mean, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. You do. You can try and find out their tricks, but you can't steal their trick. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can figure it out, but um, that was the whole thing of gifting. Yeah. So a magician will amend the trick and then they may gift that trick to someone to perform. Mm. And there's a whole... Um, I have to ask, there's a uh, friend of mine, he's a magician. Um, he probably knows more about it. Uh, Eli, he... Um, he'll probably be able to tell me more about it. But there's a whole culture. Yeah. And there's a whole set of decorum. There's a whole um, ritual, you know, it's... And... It's um, that... that actor wasn't it patrick something is uh only president of the um magic circle or something patrick uh can't think oh he was in um um oh it's a sin the tv series um and he was in um that film with um oh god what was it called um, I'm trying to give his name now. Uh, Gone Girl. He was in Gone Girl. He was the one who uh, he was the obsessive boyfriend who um, she ran to, and um, oh, oh I remember. Um, I can't think of his name. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at uh, um, Gone Girl, Patrick's. Yeah, not Patrick Wilson. No, not Patrick Wilson. Mm. Patrick Fugit? Is that who you're talking about? No. Patrick okay. Harris? Let me have a look. Um, um, oh, God, that's why I didn't watch it. Yeah, Neil Patrick, Neil Patrick Har Harris. All right. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was he's very big magician and he was something big in the in the magic circle i believe um, all right well, yeah and uh yeah he's quite a talented guy this um was it? Yeah, life education career um 
Yeah, but they have really, even um, Penn and Teller, they're the ones yeah. that sort of, you know, you've got Penn and Teller, you've got the Mass Magician, they, um, yeah. they sort of break the rules, but at the same time, they don't. Yeah. You know, reveal certain ones, but they don't go and destroy other magicians because it's a no no. Yeah. Because I think the no wants to start that. It's just, uh, you know, the, the, the whole, um, the whole industry is mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. Because when you start doing that, then people know it's a trick. Yeah. He's president of the board of directors of Hollywood's Magic Castle, whatever that is. I think it's the. Hollywood. Oh, God. That was. Um, remember uh, Clive Barker's The Illusionist? Yeah. Yeah. They featured the Magic Castle in Iron, had it uh, breaking into a secret vault and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. magicians are magicians are horrible anyway. That's why they need that's why they need so many rules because the wood that that stab each other in the back seems to each other is just the nature of yeah. that industry. Yeah. So uh yeah. Okay, we've got Sebastian, he's our big bad this time. Um and I just don't get why he would go to somewhere like India. To, and to why get... in the middle of a bazaar and what he would get from humiliating the performer yeah I, I don't get it yeah any, anyone else would just thought it's a trick or it's it's their version of magic and clap them afterwards um you know and it's not what I'm, looking for. I'm still hunting in fact someone like him if you give him a bit of charm would probably introduce you to somebody yeah but once again we need to know this character is a bad guy you have to you know i just had to hit you over the head with it this is um yeah it's almost American storytelling. I think that's why it doesn't fit, because yeah. American style storytelling, but with British actors. Yeah, and the two just don't mix. No, no. We've even got a different sense of humour, haven't we, Americans? Yeah. Um, so never the twain shall meet. And Creepshow was a Tales from the Crypt was an American magazine, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're adapting American material. It's like when Americans try to do British material, like um, yeah. when they try to do Red Dwarf. Yeah, because the humor doesn't translate. Um, yeah. the only one that ever got away with it was The Office. Oh, I, I, I thought, yeah, well, yeah, but well, only it's the only one that ever ever got away with it. But it's kind of get American humor, so yeah, I, I probably didn't think so. But, um, yeah. no, but it's the only one that came close, yeah, the whole lot. American humor, I sit there and everyone else is laughing, and I sit there, huh, you know. Apart from a guy called Josh Blue, I don't know if you've ever seen. Not familiar with him because I don't like American comedians. I don't do. Oh, he is a. Li- he's he's got um, um. It's not cerebral palsy. Um, he's he's got something wrong. They would have called him thalidomide these days or back along. Um, but he is hilarious. He um, he wore a um, a copper band on this hand and. This hand is completely out of sh- shape, you know. And, um, and he says, "Oh, he says I, I've got this copper band." He says, um, and uh, someone said to me, "Does that thing work?" He says, "Yeah." He says, "Next week I'm going to wear it on this arm." <laughs> and uh, it's just the way he says it, and because yeah. uh, he's disabled, and I that was funny because people think the word "flutterbite" is a slur. This is how stupid people are. Don't read their history. Yeah. You know what that where that term comes from? No. It was the name of the drug that caused the conditions. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. The conditions yeah. were caused directly from pregnant women taking the drug thalidomide. 
So they became known as thalidomides because it was a fucking direct result of medical yeah. negligence. And people yeah. think, well, that's the same as you calling somebody um, something else. I was like, no, it's not. It's actually, look at the context. But everyone's so desperate for offense these days that they actually rewrite bits of history where wrongs were actually done to people. Yeah, because the kids used to go around um, school playground and say, oh, you fled. Um, yeah. And yeah. to shorten it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't remember what they call it now. Is it cerebral palsy? Yeah, but it's, uh, no, but CP is a, it's a medical condition. Thalidomides yeah. were actually the direct result of um, an, on, an experimental drug that wasn't properly tested or regulated, being taken yeah. by pregnant women, and it was their children that suffered because of it, the deformed limbs yeah. and so on. Oh yeah, he has got cerebral palsy, and mm -hmm. um, I'm just just read on it. But fantastic guy, really funny. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, where did we get to? Yeah, American just, um, yeah, American humor, just yeah. And I think that's, I think yeah. that might be the problem with this anthology because it's American humor, and it's being done by British people. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll have you ever seen um, Bloodbath at the House of Death? No, Kenny Everett. I read no. it um, I think a year ago. No, no, I've never seen it. Right. Well, it's all uh, like Carry On style comedy, but it's a horror. Oh, right. And it, you know, I mean, it's not like British can't do comedy, and we can't do horror comedy. It's just yeah. that. This is this different style of comedy coming over. I think that's what we're starting to figure out. The, these magazines are shorts. They're American comedy. And it's been done by the wrong studio. Yeah. Yeah. And the wrong people. So it's the wrong mindset. So the two, there are two worlds colliding and it's just not working. Yeah. It just doesn't fit in with the amicus horror genre. Does it? It's, no. Um, yeah. But this I mean, one was the, the best because it made sense. So um two arrogant magicians. Yeah. Their husband and wife team, they're up their own arse. They're but they're realizing that you know the game is that you always have to keep it head of the game. You can't rest in your laurels because someone else has just come over and up and steal your throne. Mm. So they're traveling far and wide to find new tricks. Yeah. The reason why I thought this was this one was funny was you saw at the end when the rope went wild. You saw the. Oh, the that strings. was enough. You saw the strings on the rope. Um, the magician, when he nicks the kills the girl and everything, and starts playing the old, uh, you know, recorder thing. He plays the same tune as what the girl played twice before him. Mm -hmm. It's exactly the same, <laughs> same tune. So it was obvious that someone, <laughs> someone was in behind playing it or something or. Uh, they only have one tune written. Um, you, when the woman, uh, the wife, climbed the rope, she suddenly became very man-like and uh, turned into a stunt man with a wig on. I don't know if you recognise that. But I actually like that. But the fact that she climbed the rope and then disappeared, yeah. you know, that was actually a good use of horror. You know, it was an, all right, oh, she disappears and you see the blood. You know, it was very subtle. Yeah. Um. I like that. Name the rope came alive. I just gave up. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Ah. But ropes don't whip, make whipping noises. They don't it, hiss either. No. <laughs> but did you notice the sound effects when the when the rope was chasing him? Was I whip. give it up though. Yeah, but I give. I I just heard that and I heard the rope hissing. I'm like, I give up. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. honestly, I was invested in the story. I, I sort of got the thing, but this is the better told one up to that point. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but and you're just like, it's, why? It's sort of preempted what was going to happen, though. Um, you know that you know the rope was going to hang him, um, and uh, and you thought it's going to have something to do with that magician that he pissed off. Um, mm. You know, and uh, you know the rope was hanging, and he went, uh, and then the, the old um, foreign magician sort of looked up at him and said, "So, oh, this is an act of." Um, you know, trickery, magic, whatever it was, and then he looked up at him, didn't he? And just to say, up oh, yours, mate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then the girl was still alive, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, that was like I said. It was a better. It was the best one of the lot. Unless it's not a. You know, I mean, yeah. it's not a high bar here. Mm. But I just thought it was a better put together one. You know. Yeah. But it just oh, yeah. Yeah. at the end. It wasn't my favorite, but it was probably my second favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this next one's completely daft as well. Yeah, <laughs> bargain and death. Um, so here's a plan. I, I've got an insurance policy against me. So here's what I'll do I'll sign everything over to you, you bury yeah. me alive, and then pick me up again so we can share the spoils. <laughs> what are on there? Uh, he's suddenly got this. I, I, Experimental drug, isn't he? That um, slows his heart. Well, black coffee does that. <laughs> <laughs> they say black coffee, if you drink too much of it, slows your heart rate. You just want right. a couple of a pot of black coffee. Is um, but then on that sort of thing with insurance policy, you don't trust anyone, do you? Don't even trust your wife, do you? But, no, but that's um, the main. Everything's signed over to you, yeah. So I'm going to put myself in a position where you can walk away with no problem. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And I'll trust you to dig me up and share stuff, right? <laughs> no. Right. How many marriages have fallen apart after a lottery one? Yeah, exactly. Um, so what chance have you got against a friend? Yeah. And I'll use the term loosely. What If marriages fall apart when yeah. money gets involved, what chance have you got when you're like just some random bloke? Yeah, let's do it. Friends aren't friends. You'll get one in a million. And uh, like I told you earlier about this this lady that I know, um, mm. you get one in a million who is a really trusted friend. And uh, and um, but uh, yeah, friends are just they're just people, aren't they? It's, yeah. See, lots of rain when you when you actually have married. You no know, people who are lovely to each other married. Would yeah. fall apart over a lottery win or an influx of money or somebody feeling cheated. What you've no chance. So already you know where this plot's going and you're just like mm. you're an idiot. You deserve to be locked in the coffin and not dug up. If I said, Colin, can you look after this million of pounds for me and give it back to me next week? You'd be gone, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd be hiking up around the world saying Buggy. I don't know, actually, because Believe it or not, no. <laughs> and I'm weird like that. Um, especially other people's money. I've I've had people, you know, I go around and have people have me money all the time, and I'm like, fucking, can't wait to get rid of this again. Get back, so it's off my head. Because yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't want to be living looking over my shoulder. Plus, if it's that position, the more money you steal, that's the more the higher the caliber of the person's going to come after you. Yeah. Like I've seen people. Um, like next stuff out of work, you know, not my work, but out of workplaces. I've yeah. seen people next stuff, and I'm just like, why? 
Yeah. Not that. <laughs> Believe it or not, that wouldn't actually... Because um, I, I should be rich. If I was more that way inclined, even a bit, I'd be rich now. Yeah. But I'm not. My brain just doesn't work like that. It's weird. Yeah, I just... I mean, me, I earn the money. I'd be like, I'd be like sitting in that million quid for it going, I want yeah. this out of my house. I don't like us sitting here. Because if somebody nicks it or if it gets destroyed, I'm going to be the fall for it. I want it back. And I'd be like sweating by the time you come back. Go, fucking take it. Get out of my face. <laughs> it's weird. But if you're actually, um, like these are people who are committing fraud. Yeah. So they're criminals anyway. So they've got that mindset so absolutely not no water among thieves and all that stuff but again the comedy aspect comes in with it because the two medical students um meet arthur mullard don't they in the graveyard because they want a body to practice on yeah for their medical student course and and um he says um, what are you two we're ghouls <laughs> yeah I thought, brilliant. once again that was that could have been um if these were done slaps that comedy yeah. In fact, somebody if somebody like Kenny Everett had been involved in this, yeah, or Benny Hill or someone, you know, this would have worked. And if it hadn't been the dramatic music, but daft comedy, like, if it had been like a carry on, if this this had been a carry on series, yeah, the carry on cast, this would have been brilliant. Yeah. In fact, that's who should have done it. We should have got the carry on cast. Well, yeah, yeah, that would have been should have been called. I don't know. Carry on the vault of horror or something, you know. Carry, carry on, on horror. Carry on or something like that, yeah. Yeah, it would have been yeah. brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to think about it, yeah. This, this would have been perfectly... That's the team that would have uh, adapted yeah. it. I mean, um, Arthur Mullard was a comedy actor. Um, mm -hmm. If you, um, He was in a show and um, he used to go, well, um, what are you having? You were in the pub and he'd go, uh, pint? He'd go, no, I'll have half. Um, and I forget what the name of the program, but he was a comedy actor. Um, and here he was, uh, you know, in charge of a graveyard. And I, th I think, again, it brought in the comedy aspect without them actually expecting it to be a comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, well, when he's he, the best character, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. When he, um, you know, knocked him over the head. <laughs> and he went, oh, uh, yeah, I've got him for you. There you go. Yeah. Sorry about the head. <laughs> but then that's. That should have been the, th and this is where this thing falls apart. That mm. should have been the whole premise of because the ridiculousness of the storylines and that. Yeah. That's what it should have been. Yeah. But, uh, say to me, but, um, we got Maitland. And also, mm. these two students, they really, they, they couldn't get an extra body, like through channels. No. No. Really? But why did they want that one in particular? Um, you know exactly. You know if there were there's hundreds of funerals every day. You know, of course. Why did they want that? You know, the guy that they knew was in the flat next door. Um, they could have just gone gone to a church or something, and seen which funerals is on, and then as soon as the you know the body was buried, they could have just dug it up at night. Um, just um once again they're just trying to make the plot happen and they just don't care how yeah but yeah also maitland's going on about running out of air and he keeps lighting matches yeah yeah that, like, would have, that would have like burned the air 
Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah quite a lot of air. I mean... <laughs> like, why didn't you have a torch? They had torches in the 70s. Yeah. Would have made more sense. Yeah. But how did what he... How did he manage to move in there to light the bloody... Um... Oh, it's these luxury TV coffins. Do you, know, yeah. you ever see them all the time? Every yeah. coffin's always this big luxury one that can stretch about and move. And uh, Yeah, ridiculous. But the bit that got me uh, in for... <laughs> that car exploding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so quick, wasn't it? <laughs> that was so daft. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Why didn't he uh, just slam on his brakes? See two people and slam on his brakes. And of course he drives past the graveyard because that's what happens. Yeah, because the sign, you know, said cemetery that way. Well, why would you go that way just to see a cemetery? He wasn't going to dig a person up anyway because he was running away with the bloody money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Which we knew was going to happen from like the first sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then the fact that he comes to life, Dreamer, I'm like, bong. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about the head, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Probably uh, the funniest line in the film. That. Yeah, it's uh, like the only genuine, bad, you know, sort of yeah. hilarious bit. Yeah. Because the rest of this is uh, yeah, like just bad comedy. Like, yeah. And out of the cast, Arthur Mullard was probably the one that could have got away with that saying. Uh, if you know Arthur Mullard's comedy acting, you know, um, but because uh, of his grump, grumpy voice, you know, his uh, mm-hmm. sorry about the head, mate. You know, <laughs> you think, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do like Arthur. My mum used to love Arthur Mullard. Mm-hmm. Used to watch a lot of his stuff, but uh, so I was sort of brought up with uh, knowing who Arthur Mullard was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that, but uh, yeah. Once again, it just <laughs> daft. <laughs> like the whole premise, these are just ridiculous. But then we get to the last one because um, we had to have Tom Baker have to the last because he's the big actor. Yeah. I, I like this one. I thought it was quite good. Uh, the use of voodoo. Um, yeah, it's, it's well put together. But at the same time, he's an impoverished artist, but he can afford his tropical luxury tropical hut in Haiti. Yeah. Well, they were, yeah, they they were selling his art behind his back, weren't they? Telling him that he was making ten quid, and they were selling it for five thousand and stuff like that. How did he afford to go to this tropical country in the first place? Yeah, Was, he's impoverished. Must have been if they were doing voodoo, it would have been Africa, wouldn't it? Is that what they do voodoo? Um, I'm not parts voodoo. of the Caribbean, uh, West Indies, and Africa. It's kind of various forms of it. Yeah. So he was over there. Yeah. Uh, which in the seventies wasn't cheap. No, but not only that. There, if he's impoverished, you need money. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. To have the luxury apartment, you need to have money. Yeah. And in fact, it would be more. So he's not living in destitute. I mean, he's sitting in his whole studio and his his beach hut and everything else all up. So if I had him started off in a dingy flat, 
would yeah. make sense. He had to borrow the money to go to London off yeah. his mate, didn't he? And he says, oh, you're getting more back. But, um, but also, that's what happens. People buy stuff and sell it for more. That's how profits are made. Yeah. yeah. So the whole premise of it, it's, if his art was stolen, I would get it. Hmm. But the whole convoluted way of this plot was just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I like the voodoo aspect. The voodoo aspect was cool. But the way he comes in and goes, I want voodoo. Yeah. And no offering or anything. And the guy goes, here, have voodoo. Yeah. Stick your hand in this boiling hot water. Yeah, have some all the voodoo you want. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sticking my hand in that bloody water. Stick your voodoo. <laughs> Um, yeah, I did like it. Um, well, it started it... off the first two, like he, he decides to draw pin portraits of the three people. Yeah, uh, yeah, he has the meeting. The fact that would have a meeting with him, yeah, and then laugh at him like openly. I'm so comical, <laughs> and not funny comical, it's in daft comical, you know, just like what the hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, makes no sense, but that's what the, the whole meeting, and they're just laughing at his face. So, yeah. the art critic gave false, busy review, you no know, modern day terms, review bombed them. Yeah, so he'd feel worthless, so he'd sell his art cheap. Yeah, and, and then they, then they sold it profit. But, uh, yeah, but you just knew what was going to happen because he put his, his the portrait of himself in the safe where there's no air so when he started killing off all the the people um you know by sticking the thing in their eyes and stuff like that um killing off all three you thought he's got one of himself in the safe if he's killing people off you know with something like that you you just knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. and all right he survived it and uh, then it went with the paint you know whatever landed on his Painting, wasn't it? I was the... painting her, but painting. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't have the the money left and budget to have him like splash with acid because I had a, yeah. a chemical carrying truck knock him over. Yeah. But he um obviously <laughs> just had to do that. The yeah. third kill though with uh, the other guy where he gets the the red marker right, you're like, this is yeah. daft. Yeah. Surely you couldn't actually with a gun. You couldn't actually turn your hand around to actually get it. I, I don't know. Uh, you couldn't get it center head, could you? Um, I don't know. Have you ever shot Sorry. yourself in the head? Um, no, I, I reckon I only do it once. <laughs> <laughs> something, something you do once and never again. It's like I went to the dentist the other day and had all my teeth out. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old Tommy Cooper joke, by the way. <laughs> uh, but yeah um, once again like uh, like the triple kill you it was it made more it was the more sensible plot but they're just all ridiculous yeah so you can't really get invested you know you can keep a simple story but you don't have to be outlandish I, I don't know it'd be interesting to see what these actual comics look like I think when you, as well, as it was the last story, um, by the time you get to the fourth one, you're thinking, oh, my God, what's coming next? 
Um, so you're actually on a downer before you start. Um, yeah. Um. But I think if, if it could have been a good sketch, it could have been, uh, you know, I, I like this sketch mainly, like I said, because of the voodoo bit. It was a good, it was a good choice of voodoo rather than have the pins in the doll. Yeah. Like they, like they did with um, Beyond. And the me. simple premise, you feel wrong, so you go out, but the whole thing of what you do comes back to you if you're unjustified sort of thing. You know, it's mm. uh, it's a simple premise of the story, but just the, the execution of it. Yeah. Like, they made the three uh, antagonists, like, laughable. Like, they made them a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. think if they had left out the safe bit, the safe bit ruined it. Yeah. Because they could have just had his portrait up. And oh, yeah. Just the fact that it was there, we knew what was going to happen, so they could have cut out the safe bit because he would have already been suffocating. Yeah, the could have was... that they, you know, they were working above in and dropped the paint stripper on the on the safe. Yeah, and the, the whole setup for the dropping of the paints that should have just been a quick, you know, oops, not the oh, pushing at the edge, pushing it. Like, we know what's yeah. coming, wise up. It was, it's more like a omen sketch, wasn't it, where they. Like the one with the the knives and everything like that. It was yeah. sort of elongated um, into something. It's like yes, the North Common. The Omen got away with it, but um, but once again, these should have been. If they were comedy, they should have been comedy. Mm. The problem is they're trying to still frighten people, you know, as in yeah. make it a horror, and it doesn't work. No. no. Um. Then we get to the finale. Yeah. And the left door open. A bit disappointing, I thought, uh, the finale. And I think it built up as much as it could. And then suddenly, you know, the bar is gone. And, you know, the, the door opens and they're in a graveyard. Um, yeah. And then that guy tries to be Peter Cushion. And says, "No, oh, we've got to do this every night." And, and yeah, that's that's what you needed. That uh, you definitely needed the. I felt Peter Cushing himself. You needed somebody to be yeah. the the thread holding us together. And I think that's maybe why he, you know, Peter Cushing would have gone. Goodbye, gentlemen. See you all tomorrow. Yep, or something along those lines, isn't he? And yeah. It definitely needed some star quality to make it work. Yeah, so. and the, but the whole um, the fact that these stories turned out to be true, when considering how ridiculous they were, because I was I was okay with them being ridiculous. The fact they were dreams. Yeah. So I was hoping to be told something that there were warnings or omens or something, you know, portents. Yeah. That would have been fine, but the fact that oh, it's all true, you're like, no, no way. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, it's like if he did have a sister, even though he, you know on the first one, yeah, he, he says no, I haven't got a sister, and he but did he, do it. He did because he done it. So. And there are vampires. Yeah, yeah, which would have so. killed him anyway. So it wasn't his actions no. directly related to. Yeah. And yeah, um, Harold or what do you call it? Arthur 
he was just shouting at his wife because she's destroying, you know, coming in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. Didn't do it, you know, what I mean, he, if they'd even talk to each other, they knew what they were getting into. So once again, makes no sense. She killed in. Yeah. So surely for he being meat and Teddy. Yeah. So surely, yeah, but he he wouldn't have been the one to be in the. Yeah, it would have been her. She killed him. It was her. So it made no sense. No. <laughs> but, um, hmm. The rest, you know, um, even the drawn, even Tom Baker's character drawn and quartered, like, hmm. just the setup. If they had it been a bit more egregious or actual fraud, but just the fact that they bought something off him at a low price and he sold it at a low price mm. and felt cheated. Yeah. You know, um suppose maybe that's the thing. But then if they had a if they hadn't had the scene where they laughed at him, yeah. Yeah. It would have, you know, it would have put it back on him again, overreacting. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that they had them comical laughing at him just you know, that <laughs> it just didn't know, you know, uh, he was yeah. justified in what he was doing because the I don't know, it's a hard one. I mean, just badly put together. Two things would happen in this day and age you'd either put it down to experience when you think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and um, or you'd um, go to the courts and say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but then what could you do? It's general law of, um, you know. Buy and sell, isn't it? You know, uh, get- nobody dictates how what you sell a price for. You well, set your own value, and if you sell yourself cheap, well, guess what? That's what happens. Yeah. Um. I, if you overprice yourself, you overprice yourself. You know, it's that. I actually had um, someone selling my books. It was a bookshop for higher than what I was selling them. It was one of my books, and it was something like I was selling it for seven ninety nine, and they had it on for seventeen pound and a penny or something like that it was i thought who's gonna buy a 17 pound and a penny um it was one of these sites like um a it wasn't ape books but that sort of setup you know yeah um, but yeah i remember my first book coming in it was all right like it barely been published and already there was like the first day of it being published in fact it was today three years ago hmm. um and already, like it just hit the publish market. All right, new and you no know, used and available at this price. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. So what are they doing? Are they just getting the orders and then or reordering and redirected yeah. or something? Yeah. Weird. It is, isn't it? But uh, yeah, it was, it's that sort of thing. But, uh, I don't understand it. But... No. But all so, um, yeah. Was was a bit weird and not thought of because it because the the person who was wrongdoing apart apart from him shouting at her and saying um you know um oh you've got to stop tidying up more or less um she, she never done anything wrong until she hit him with the hammer and he or yeah. he never done anything seriously wrong um but she hit him with a hammer so she should have been in the room yeah uh, so yeah. Bit, bit uh, yeah, just the whole thing. Believe it or not, if this was made today, it would make sense. Yeah. Because it would be the patriarchy, you know, this is one of them sort of ones. All men bad sort of thing. 
today it would make sense if they made this because it would just be full messy. But back then, it kind of got that sort of thing, but it's weird. It's weird mm. collection and the comedy didn't land, the, no. the basic plot and things like you say, just not even sitting together. And it never had anything linking the five stories. Yeah, no three thread, nothing linking them together. Oh. Um, Why these five individuals in particular? So was their whole lives of working in the same building a fantasy? Yeah. Because they wouldn't be working in the same building in real life. Yeah. So yeah. what? what's their fantasy then? Are they waking up from their own place and traveling yeah. through London to get to this building? Yeah. How does it repeat? It was it was filmed, wasn't it, in the Millbank Tower? Yeah, the their initial scene. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But it just the whole thing it was just a bit of a convoluted mess. Yeah. Yeah, not it just didn't like we said, didn't make sense and it didn't gel together as a as an anthology. And um, not at all. And this is why anthologies get a bad rap. Yeah. And I would have watched this... I would have watched each one. As a you know, like a, a I don't know, a ten minute thing on on ITV, you know, under uh, some. That's horror. what I was thinking, like Tales of the Unexpected or something. Yeah, yeah. This this would have been like Tales of the Unexpected, and yeah. I don't get it being an, a, an amicus film, and I don't know if because it didn't get around any information, so I don't think it was released in the cinema. No, but do you remember I said? Um, um, some films stick in your mind, and mm. or some sketches. If you remember how I described from Beyond the Grave to you, I said, "Oh, yeah. this is this film about a man with a mirror, and there's a ghoul in the mirror, and it, it stuck up there." Unfortunately, I didn't know the title until I searched for it. Um, but the sketch stuck in my mind. Well, none of these sketches are going to stick in my mind. No, it was the same um, Hammer House of Horror. Uh, what was it? The Carpathian Eagle. Yeah. Well, I think that's the one where um, the girl gets possessed by like a, a Victorian noble or something who's a serial killer and stuff. You know, it's yeah. And this guy's been hunting for this killer, and then he falls in love with her, and then falls into the same trap. You know, remember yeah. that one? Like, there's ones that do you just yeah. And the the one I remember, um, I think it was Tales from the might have been no, it was Creepshow. Is uh, the creature that they caught and shoved under the stairs? Remember that? And the oh right, no, it wasn't a yeah, ballroom, was it? It was creep, Creepshow, wasn't it? Creepshow two, I think. Yeah. yeah. But I remember that. I remember sketch. the lake. You know the lake one in that uh, the the kids go swimming and there's tar things in the lake. Oh yeah, yeah. And the the other one is um the one with the bugs. The guy hates bugs. And suddenly there's millions of bugs come in his uh, apartment. And uh, also the um, the guy who gets buried in the sand um, and uh, the tide comes in and he just sits there. There's a TV in front of him. He just sits there laughing. Um, yeah. All, all those stick in my mind. But these, I, I, you know, come the end of the week, I'm... I'm oh, they're gone because they make yeah. no logical sense. No. I mean, things don't make logical sense. Your brain kind of goes... Nah, not not there. That's right. So there you go. That was that. That was that was a thing we watched. <laughs> that seemed like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. 
but um, hopefully the rest don't uh, turn it to be better. Because if from beyond the grave turned out to be the best of one of these, yeah. uh, and these have all been failures, it, 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 the the journey won't make any sense. No, did you know? Did they get better in peak with from beyond the grave? Because if they did, from well, beyond from grave, beyond the grave was the last one. It's awful. Yeah, but th- this one was nothing but like. Then if they were that bad, they wouldn't have got renewed. Oh, no. I guess we're going to find out because I think we're going to do is it Amnesia next? This is one oh, yeah. 1973. So there's Amnesia and there's um, another one. Uh, Asylum, sorry. Asylum and the House of Drip Blood. Yeah. Oh, Tales from the Crypt. So they've actually done Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. So we've got um to go back. The next ones was Asylum and Tales from the Crypt come out in the same year. Right. So we'll be doing one of those two, I believe. Yeah. They I'm looking at it here. They also did um The Skull, nineteen sixty five, The Psychopath, nineteen sixty six, Scream and Scream Again, nineteen seventy, I Monster, nineteen seventy one, and now the Scream Yeah, but are we looking at the anthology films though? No, no, this, this is this is just horror films. Yeah, uh, they did quite a lot of horror films, but the anthology ones were obviously the ones that we're going to look at. But uh, yeah, we'll look at them first, and then we'll maybe try. Uh, um, yeah, they say oh, the Amicus is horror films and thriller films uh, were sometimes mistaken for Hammer film productions. Well, it makes so, sense because it's the same sort of it's the yeah. same music and the same uh, yeah. look and aesthetic. Be, be funny to see if they actually use the same composers or same, um, you know, um, conductors and everything and musical writers as as um, Hammer films. Because I would imagine music. so. Because like Hollywood, it's the same. You know, it's a little bubble of yeah. the same people. The nepotism, yeah. you know, in the entertainment industry is ridiculous. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think um, it deserves, you know, being nice here, probably four out of ten. Mm. Maybe three. Maybe three. Um, yeah, for me. Um, yeah, I'll have, I'll have forgotten this. By the time I watch my next movie, I'll have forgotten this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not one to stick on your mind, is it? No, it's not. It's just a. It's a Wednesday night, you know. Nine o'clock, sort of something comes on TV. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably thinking, "Damn, that Steve was saying about Star Wars last time, not coming on his show again." (laughs) (laughs) This will fix his wagon. We'll watch this. (laughs) I'll chase him off. (laughs) Absolutely terrible movie. Yeah. Nah, it's all good. Yeah. Thing, uh, Chris is in Disneyland at the moment, and I'm just like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, say. Can't say a lot because I went there. Nah, big, 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 big <laughs> box. Yeah. Can't uh, just queuing up, being around people all the time, just trudging around the place, and not very exciting. I just no interest. Yeah, yeah, I've been there once. 
we did both Disneyland and Universal Studios. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, I probably wouldn't go back. It's once you've done it, you've done it. Yeah, I don't get people to go there all the time and get year tickets and stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should get fed up with it. Yeah, um, I mean the firework displays are out of this world. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it's just a the cost of everything, you know. You're talking of twenty dollars just for a burger, you know. Drink. Mm. You hate that because when you feel like you're being actively ripped off, you just you don't enjoy yourself. And they charge you for parking. Mm -hmm. that's, <laughs> that's, that's twenty dollars a day, you know. Uh, park your car when they've already charged you hundred dollars for three days to go in the theme park, or two hundred dollars. Um, yeah, that, like I said, I had no interest. I don't do even conventions and stuff. I've just no interest in it. It's just too quite funny because we went we went on voucher and um, we got this thing uh, you could do uh, canoeing um, on on the lake for um, it was cheap price anyway. So we thought we one morning we go like canoeing and. Um, I went back to the canoed over to the guy who was organising it. And I says, "There's movement over there." I says, "Something in the water." He says, "Oh, I says, well, if you see an alligator, he says, let me know." I says, "There alligators in this freaking or crocodiles in this lake." Oh yeah. I says, "I'm there canoeing." Around. I says, "This bloody thing could have my canoe faster than that." He says, "Well, he says, yeah, this this is Florida." He says, um, he says, you've got alligators in Florida. Yeah, I soon got out of there, I tell you. <laughs> I watch a lot of wildlife shows and I love it, you know. And plus, if you want to end things, if they're not, they're opportunistic. So if you happen to pass by them, they'll take a swipe at you, but they yeah. don't actively hunt you. Uh, right. <laughs> the whole thing with alligators is the weight. So if you go yeah. past them, yeah, they'll take a lunge. Yeah. Uh, but they can. Uh, yeah. go year a year or something without food you know they're that mm. well designed yeah that was um, another film you ought to look at is that one i was watching the other day that was texting you about you described it to me and i'm like no <laughs> it's really awful oh, you you think that vault of horror was terrible but this was just like oh no you know there's That's a short exactly. It's a shark here. Let's go in the water. <laughs> oh. <Man>. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some daft movies out there, but that's all part of it. You know what I mean? It's the lottery. You, you stick all these on. You don't know what you're going to get. It's either going to be gold or just shit. <laughs> you know, that's, there's no real... Some people will think a film's fantastic and, and other people will think, oh, God, that's terrible. Um, you know, so... You know, if you were to watch this swim, you could think, oh, what was Steve thinking about this? It's absolutely brilliant. You know, and <laughs> I'd say, Pauline. <laughs> Get a grip. Terrible. thing is, right, I will, like I watched, um, I watched uh, The Toxic Avenger again recently. Yeah. And I thought it was daft as hell, but I, lo I loved it because it's self-aware and it just embraces yeah. the madness. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sharknado, I love those. They're just oh, I love films. Yeah, but you know what I mean? They are just yeah. stupidity on film. Yeah. And 
things like that I will love. I told you about our we used to have crap film night when I lived in yeah, Cardiff. Yeah, you And uh, Sharknado was one of those that we used to watch. Um, it, it, I mean, we deemed it crap film night, but it was one that actually everybody loved because, <laughs> because like you said, it was so silly. <clears throat> but um, yeah, self-aware, purposely silly, not trying to be anything. Yeah. Um, the problem with this is when it's trying to be something, and it just yeah. falls flat, takes itself seriously. Yeah, and the actors aren't. They'd be actors. No, no. Um, sort of out of work jobbers. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> apart, apart from, of course, Dan O'Malley and um, um, Tom Baker. Uh, the others you wouldn't think of knowing. No, 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 but then that's. Okay. Well, there you go. There's that one. Um, obviously, links in the description if you want to check it out, folks. <laughs> Did you absolutely love this? Let us know because uh, it'd be interesting to hear your reasoning behind it. Don't waste your time, folks. All right? Don't waste your time. <laughs> we watch it so you don't have to. It's a public service. <laughs> but um, there you go, folks. Um, if you have anything coming up, me. Yep. I've got my book coming out in January. It's called The Mist on the Mountain. It's based in the Garrow Valley where I now live. Um, it's a, it's sort of getting out the genre that I normally do. I normally do horror thrillers. Um, and this is going to be more of a, um, it's not a ghost story, but the, the um, sort of suggestion is there that it's a ghost and that's uh, causing the problems. But I'm not going to go too deeply into it because the secret is top secret in the valley. And But the good thing about it is um, I'm actually using <coughs> real people in the story um, because I actually put on Facebook, if anybody wants to be included in this um, this uh, book, um, put yourselves forward. Um, and uh, a couple of them I've got there... Um, uh, you know what they do in life for real. I've got a, a guy who's a uh, ex-para, and I'm actually using his the ex-para bit where you know where he um, sacrifices someone who they think is the the child killer, um, and the way he does it with his ballistic knife and everything. So uh, um, it's all coming across, and but it's going to be slightly different to what I normally do. Um, so. Slightly, not much. Death. It's murder. Yeah, it's terrible deaths. It's quite quite graphic. So, um, but yeah, mist on the mountain. Sort of due out very end of January, I would say. And obviously, well, looking forward to when that comes up. If you want to look at my past stuff, it's www.stephenwithaph.stephensamuelknight.co.uk. Yep, and of course, links in the description. And uh, all that great stuff. So, folks, just leaves to say, um, come over to the channel, do the happy techie things. Until next time, keep it creepy, keep it horrific. Bye, you guys.